Yo, what's happening, everybody? It's your boy, Earth's Mac, the Mad Scientist, and this is Pro Wrestling Talk Live, Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. I hope you guys having an awesome, awesome week. Man, listen, it's Valentine's Day week, y'all. So uh, if you got a significant other, you might want to get on the good foot, you know, some flowers, some candy, teddy bears, and all that stuff. And I mean, there's some last-minute stuff happening, so... You know, as far as where you're male or female and you're looking for stuff for your significant other, you might want to go to your nearest Target, your Walmart, or whatever. You need to go ahead and handle that business before you want to have a mad significant other because Valentine's Day is a, uh, <clears throat> I mean, listen, it's a materialistic holiday, all right? But, that's, that, you know, there's some people that take it real, real serious, and you should take it as serious as your significant other. So you might want to get on the good foot when it comes to that. But tonight is Tuesday night. This is Pro Wrestling Talk Live, where we talk about the week's news or this past week's news and up and upcoming events and everything else in between and my thoughts and opinions on what's going on in the wrestling world. Now, other than the press conference, because we got to talk about that press conference for Cody Rhodes, but that's later down the line. But there's some news that actually, in my opinion, kind of overshadowed that and i understand that wrestlemania is the biggest event that wwe has it is the flagship pay-per-view event all right and they condensed it well they didn't say condensed it they expanded to two nights because there were so many matches like put into one night so by the time you get to the main event you already wind it you already exhausted you already let out too much energy so by the time the main event comes you you know it's not that you're uninterested it's just that you don't have the energy to cheer or boo or do whatever so they expanded over the two nights so um covid actually helped them out with that a little bit so they start to think a little bit more logically in that sense so not only you got night one but you got night two of wrestlemania now but before we get into that we got to talk about tna wrestling all right over the past few days tna wrestling has been in the news when it comes to one Scott Demore, former TNA president, Anthem relieved him of his duties, and that honestly set the TNA wrestling world on fire. I mean, the pro wrestling world on fire. Scott Demore, how do you fumble that bag? Like, what were you thinking? But before I even get on my soapbox when it comes to that, according to Fightful Select, despite the shocking nature of Demore's departure, Demore's himself knew his days were numbered as Anthem had been preparing to fire him a month before he was let go. Demore remained steadfast in trying to remain with the promotion while Anthem was steadfast in wanting to move on while also presenting the parting of the ways as a mutual departure, quote unquote, something Demore resisted. Even as his departure became more and more likely, Demore maintained correspondence with Anthem and helped incoming president Anthony Saccone in transitioning into the role. Despite that, Demore never gave up on trying to remain with TNA. Now, t leading to him attempting to buy the promotion with Anthem rejecting his offer, and it was confirmed that Demore's attempts to buy TNA came before the firing was publicly known, not before Demore became aware. Now, uh, regarding reports that Demore and Anthem clashed over increasing the TNA's budget, or Demore's attempts to sign WWE star Braun Strowman during 2021, it was confirmed that TNA and Strowman had had talks, but it wasn't seven figures as to believe. Let me tell you something. When you got an individual 
that want to stay with your promotion. When you have an individual that everybody, not just one person, not just two persons, but everyone in that locker room loves that man. When you got a guy that people was going to resign with the promotion mainly because of him and you fire that dude what the hell are you thinking now i mean unless there's something that we don't know unless there's some allegations that's going to surface soon or whatever the case may be and i would not put that on scott no more but as it stands we don't know that information okay but only thing we know is like a very good individual was let go and the teenage talent is upset about it. I mean, didn't Jordan Grace like enter the Royal Rumble this year? Like, wasn't that Scott Demore's doing like him working back and forth with that? Like, wasn't Moose resigning with TNA is because of Scott Demore? Like, this man brought in TNA from Impact because before it was Impact Wrestling. Now I'm not gonna pretend that I'm an expert in TNA wrestling. I'm not gonna pretend that. You know, I haven't watched TNA since the days of uh, Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels, Gail Kim, Awesome Kong, the beautiful people with Angelina Love, Madison Rain, Velvet Sky, ODB. You know, I, I know a few things. I know a few things about TNA wrestling. Kurt Angle. Now, I see a lot of people call him Perk Angle, but listen, this is peak angle. You understand? Pete Kurt Angle. I feel like Kurt Angle did his best work in TNA wrestling. Not WWE, but I feel like he did his best work in TNA wrestling. And that's the TNA that I remember. The TNA that I remember, it was a groundswell, and it was slowly growing. Slowly growing. And, I mean, there was a fumbling of the funds with Dixie Carter, and things went down here from there. I mean, the moment that Eric Bischoff and Hulk Hogan showed up, that kind of that killed the vibe right there, man. Fly too, flew too close to the sun, you know. To burn the wings, too fast. Because had had it been slow and steady, TNA, honestly, TNA and and old Ring of Honor will be what AEW is today. And but Impact Wrestling still stayed around, and mainly because of the reason of that is Scott Demore. I mean, he'd been steadfast with Impact Wrestling, and then. He announced TNA coming back this year. And then you bring in Nick Nemeth, formerly Dolph Ziggler. And he before all that, he advertised like there's a big signing that's something, the biggest signing that we ever had. And he went on, busted open, and everything else in between. Like TNA is in his veins. And you fire that dude. Like, do you want to like torpedo this promotion? If you really wanted to do this, why not sell TNA to Scott Demore? Because he could damn sure do better without you, Anthem. I'm like, you got Access TV. I don't know. I don't know who has Access TV. Okay, and and cable is slowly dying. Yeah, it's it's dying a slow death. You understand? Because now it's on YouTube and we watch it on YouTube. And honestly and truly, I have been watching some TNA matches. Jordan Grace is like my all time favorite. Like she's she's definitely my female TNA uh, talent. Um for that promotion but if you're looking for her to resign after this contract <laughs> you can think again anthem she's going to either aew or wwe moose is out of there most of your talent 
that is that believes in Scott Demore, they are dipping. So you possibly single-handedly killed TNA. Whatever momentum you had, you killed it. Unless you know something that the public don't know. Unless you know something. But guess what? We don't know that. And the only thing we know is you fired a very good person in Scott Demore. With when I mean no drama in that locker room, zero, zero drama in that locker room. And you let that go. All that turmoil you just caused. Like, okay, yeah, we knew about it. But to us, the public, I mean, allegedly with the wrestlers, they didn't know either. And Scott, even through all that, Scott Demore wanted to stay. Even, you know, like training, grooming the next guy up, long as he stayed in TNA, like you got that kind of loyalty, and you want to get rid of that. Like, what are you planning on doing with TNA that Scott Demore didn't do? All he asked for is a bigger budget so he could bring in bigger talent, maybe bigger venues, everything else in between. But why didn't you sell TNA to this man? Why couldn't you do that for him? Because everybody loves Scott Demore. Now, I will say this. The one thing I will say is now that Scott Demore is no longer with TNA. I'm talking to you, Tony Khan. This is the one of the biggest pickups you could ever get in wrestling. Don't let that man go to WWE. Let me say this. I do not hate WWE. I watch both products. I have said this ad nauseum. But if I'm Tony Khan, I'm calling Scott. I'm calling Scott and give him the reins in that women's locker room because look what he did with the TNA women's locker room, the TNA knockouts. Look what she did. Look what he did with that. And on top of that, give him even more duties. Have him run. Have him aid in running Ring of Honor. Because guess who's coming? Because if you got Scott Demore, that is your biggest signing. It's not Okada. It's not Mercedes Monet. It's Scott Demore. Because if you get Scott Demore, everybody else is going to follow him. Jordan Grace is coming to AEW. Moose is coming to AEW. Nick Nemeth coming to AEW. Because guess what? It's a safe space. That it's a safer environment. It's not unknown territory. If you got Scott Demore there, and on top of all that, Scott Demore leaves harmony in the locker room. That means Tony Khan don't have to have his hands in every pot. It's no offense to Tony Khan because I feel like he's doing a, a good job. You know, he'd be on on the internet and stuff like that on Twitter and everything else in between. I, I get all that, but you know, he's getting more eyes on the product. He's attempting to get more eyes on the product. I fully understand where he's coming from with that. But you need to get Scott Demore. You need to call him. You got more money. Because the amount of money that you're willing to pay Scott Demore, it won't be the amount of money that WWE is willing to pay Scott Demore. It won't be. It won't be. TKO, they got a limit on this budget situation. You know what I'm saying? They might have money, but they ain't gonna spend, they ain't gonna spend that kind of money. You know what I mean? They got budget and everything else in between. Tony Khan, this is your time to get Scott Demore because, again, imagine Scott Demore in that women's locker room. Imagine Scott Demore doing your stories and everything else with, with AEW. Imagine Scott Demore with the budget that AEW has. 
We're talking a juggernaut. You understand? Juggernaut. And I mean, don't get me wrong. AEW is competition at the WWE. Anybody that think otherwise is stupid. Uh, if you don't think AEW is competition for WWE, you are sadly mistaken. You are being blind. Okay? Because if they weren't, bl if they weren't competition, why did they get Jay Cargo and, and all of her branding? Because let, let it be known that Jay Cargo tried out for WWE and they said no. She went, to w she went to AEW, became undefeated. The only match that she lost was her very last match to drop the title to Chris Statlander. That was it. But they got her and the branding. Why you think they got Cody Rose and all of his branding? Everything else in between. Come on now. Why you think they got CM Punk again? Because they wouldn't even give CM Punk a second look. But the minute he went to AEW, oh shit, we need to get him back. Oh, he's there. AEW is competition. If you think otherwise, you're stupid. There's no other way around it. But Scott Demore, Tony Khan, you need to call Scott Demore. Because if you're creating this, this safe environment, as you say, and and you're building up the women's roster, because you are definitely building up that women's roster. I, I've seen more women matches, like, like way more than I did last year. And I applaud that. I look forward to those women's matches because these women can kill it. And you got Mercedes Monet on the way. But we're going to talk about that a little bit later. <clears throat> but Scott Namor, I, I, you know, hats off to you. You're doing a phenomenal job with Impact Wrestling and TNA. Um, I have heard zero negative things about you. Um, from any wrestler that have talked to you or gotten advice from you or anything else in between, it's nothing but positive things. And for Anthem to do that to you, yeah, they're dumb as a box of rocks. And, and, and honestly, karma's a bitch. And hopefully they know what they're doing because now they got talent on their ass. Like, you better pay us and treat us correctly. Otherwise, when this contract is up, we are out this bitch. So we'll see. We'll see. Now, uh, going on to Cody Rose, man. We talk about this press conference, man. This press conference has been talked about like all over the world and especially with the pivot but let's let's address what's going on with the press conference it all started before that with the rock on the pat mcafee show calling cody fans cody crybabies because it was all over the internet and it was hashtag we want cody all week long you know what i mean it was trendy and it, it, you know it was number one for a couple days and then it dropped down but it's still in the trending number and it, it created a groundswell to the point that The Rock has to acknowledge it. So uh, he went on the Pat McAfee show. He was like, listen, these are Cody crybabies. Just sick, sit your bitch ass down and and enjoy the show. And that was Hollywood Rock talking. And we only got a little snippet of Hollywood Rock before, you know, he was defeated by Stone Cold Steve Austin to go off to Hollywood. We only got a little bit. We only got a little bit of Hollywood Rock. And that Hollywood Rock is very entertaining. And this is the rock that we're actually getting. So excited about that. But let's fast forward to the press conference. So he comes out to the press conference, mixed crowd reaction, everything else, you know, in between. And G Sinister says that <laughs> that is Dwayne Johnson. That is Dwayne Johnson talking. But uh shout out to G Signature. So get to the press conference. He acknowledges the bloodline, the family tree. And obviously you see Naomi Fatu and everybody else. And then 
you get the the handshake between him and his cousin and then cody comes out like yo this is bullshit and and from there they carried on with the promo and then at that point once he said that the high chief would be ashamed of them the rock intervenes slaps cody in the face which causes this controversy and let's dissect this for a second when you on stage there's one person like sitting in the background and that's seth rollins he ain't said a word ain't said a word until that slap happened and i mean if you really want to get down to the nooks and cranny of it seth is you know is being portrayed as i want to say like a bitch but just a background character you are the world heavyweight champion you are the workhorse champion and i know you're supposed to be on stage but the weight i mean you could have given them more lines i mean of course you defend cody and i get all that but that was my that was my gripe with that that particular scene my other gripe <laughs> gc just said he don't want to get slapped he don't want to get slapped either i mean i don't think seth rollins actually allowed himself to be slapped like that but he like listen he slapped cody he might slap my ass but um when you go backstage when when rock was talking to triple h and you know they was having that conversation the one thing i didn't like was roman reigns standing behind the rock like bro you are the tribal chief right like you've been going strong for two three plus years as the champion you never stood behind anyone but you stood behind him like like you was a little brother you know and and it shouldn't be that way it what it should have been was a side-by-side kind of situation but rock just looked like the big brother and roman just looked like you know yeah what my big brother said that kind of thing i, di- I didn't like that i didn't like that portrayal they could have done that a little bit better <coughs> excuse me but um now, G. Signature says, I'm thinking they're playing into the Rock's ranking in their actual family history. Yes, because now it's being said, not by WWE, but other people saying that, you know, he's the high chief. And, you know, and Roman is the tribal chief. But we'll see. Now, like I said last week, with WWE, they pivoted with this. And I know that's that's the word people are using. This was not the original plan. And I'm going to break this down. Okay. Their plan was to put The Rock there. Fans didn't like it. They shitted on it. 600,000 plus dislikes on YouTube. And they had to acknowledge that. And they had to pivot and get somehow, way, get Cody back into the mix again to finish the story. And this was a mistake. It wasn't Triple H's decision. But Rock is on the board. He is at, he's at a higher hierarchy than Nick Khan and Triple H. I think he's like number four. I broke down the hierarchy still, but they had to fix the situation. And I'm going to break that down further. Last year, people was upset that Cody lost at WrestleMania, right? But WWE didn't give a shit about your feelings because guess what? You already paid a ticket. You already sat down and watched Peacock and watched WrestleMania in its entirety. They already got your retention. They already got your, they already got your viewership. That shit don't matter to them no more. You are WrestleMania is done. It's over with. We got your money. We out of here. We done. So um, G. Sinister said, I may be in a minority, but I believe this is plan number three. Yeah, they had to pivot a few times. All because 
of one of one bad decision and it was a horrible decision this is this is a la wrestlemania 30 right with daniel bryan i mean if i remember correctly i don't think daniel bryan was in the re was in the royal rumble and vince thought it was a better idea to have batista and randy orton in the main event until the fans shitted on it and they had to somehow finagle that way to put daniel bryan in there because that's what the fan base wanted so and plan number three he mean by uh losing cm punk and brock now from what from what reports were saying and the confirmed that the rock says he was going to save the wwe or save wrestlemania because of losing punk and brock but it was still fine because there was other candidates for seth rollins right you had gunther which could have easily become the world champion easily and he just ceremoniously dropped the intercontinental title the day after easy money easy money drew mcintyre there's a handful of people that could challenge Seth Rollins. Like it, it was not needed for The Rock to be there. But, considering the fact WrestleMania has not happened yet, and considering that the negative press that WWE has dealt with because of Vince McMahon and Brock Lesnar and these allegations and Vince stepping down, you can't, de you can't handle another set of negative press with fans shitting on WrestleMania for Philadelphia and when you got the one of the biggest movie stars in Hollywood shows up and they don't like it. So, you know, when you look at that, what's going on, Sherry? Sherry Mosco, how are you doing today? It's nice seeing you. Nice seeing you. Appreciate it. Appreciate the love. So, so let's look at it dollars and cents wise. Before WrestleMania. Before The Rock showed up, WrestleMania sold out. It's already sold out. So The Rock ain't handling that. The Rock wasn't needed for that. What The Rock was needed for is for other viewership, like the other stuff, to make it bigger than what it already is. And I mean, it's by design that you're going to have the press conference during Super Bowl week. So you're trying to make it bigger than what it is. It's dollars and cents. But when fans start shitting on the original idea for The Rock to come in for Cody, then that's negative press. You got to pivot now. The WrestleMania ain't even started yet. You still need the viewership, right? You still need the retention. Even though those seats are sold out, like that stadium is sold out, the other part of it, they need that money. So they had to pivot. So it's going to be Cody and Roman. And they had to change because of that. Now, everything, anything else happened after WrestleMania, they ain't going to give a shit. <coughs> They're not going to give a shit at all. So... With Cody facing Roman, I will say the pivot may lead to some movie-like endings in night two of WrestleMania. And I'm and here's what I'm getting at. <coughs> Excuse me. So when Seth Rollins last night, he told Cody, I will be your shield. And it's almost like Cody is getting his squad together without actually getting the squad together. So that, that leads to me thinking. That you're going to be rocking Roman side by side at WrestleMania. And Cody and whoever's going to be by his side at WrestleMania. And that ending at night two is going to be cinema. So whatever original plan that they had with Cody, with Roman, with The Rock. This current trajectory is the better story now. Because now people are involved. Now... <clears throat> people might say hey Earth Mac, how do you know 
that they had to pivot like how do you know this wasn't original plan in the first place like wwe is pretending that it was their whole plan in the first place here's how i know cody never acknowledged the fact that he gave up his spot he never explained why he gave up his spot it, it, it kind of like glossed over it a little bit that's that what makes you know you got to pay it, the devil's in the details he never explained why he gave it up he just said hey i'm taking my spot now would that play in later maybe that may play in later because the rock being on the board he may say hey bro you gave up your spot to me only time would tell now when you got seth rollins and sherry said rock turn heel and and that's honestly the best option honest honestly you got hollywood rock and we only got a little like i said earlier in the show you only got a little snippet of hollywood rock expand on hollywood rock a little bit let him be like g signature said dwayne johnson slash the rock make that a little happy mix like have him talk cash code shit like like on any show besides wwe just have him talk trash and just create that bigger ambiance just, just have him do that but the one thing i'm worried about i'm concerned about with cody and seth is if they may be setting up a tag team match and, and there's no reason for that tag team match and i'm gonna tell you why is cody gonna take the pin no is seth gonna take the pin why no and on top of that seth is still injured now that now honestly there was some new news that broke that says in the next three to four weeks he should be okay but why would you risk that why would you risk a tag team match and on top of that the rock is 50 years old plus maybe he's older and you are you going to risk injury in that ring for doing a tag team match that may not mean anything and you know roman is for damn sure not going to take a pin he took one for his cousin he's not going to take another one unless it's that one-on-one -on -one match possibly with cody so if they are planning on a tag team match of some sort i highly highly discourage that i mean who am i who am i compared to wwe but i would say that that wouldn't be a good idea and sherry said i'm really glad rock going heel i'm glad too i'm glad too because i feel like his best work is when he's a heel like you know you got you got the nice rock and stuff like that and and honestly it's not like the fans didn't want rock versus roman they just didn't want rock versus roman and at the expense of cody because what are you telling your locker room are you telling your locker room like no matter how much hard work you put in for the year somebody from the past can show up and take your spot whenever because they are more money and sorry but you know those breaks but the rock can play into that though he can say hey i'm the people's champ i'm the hollywood rock i'm the, i can do whatever the piss i want to i can do all those things and and he has an extra grind considering the mistake that was made rock can say hey you gave up your spot that is my spot so like you can wrestle me for that spot again and whoever wins face roman reigns on night two you can do that that is legitimate because we know cody gave up his spot that infamous i'm coming for you roman but not at mania so you just gave up your spot and g signature says that i think rock will be the enforcer and solo and jim will be the goons 
Now, something will irritate the rock to make him make an executive decision for Roman to be without help. That's a possible outcome. Yes, that's a possible outcome. And Sherry says Hollywood rock. Yeah, that is definitely a possible outcome. I think rock came came side by side with Roman because of what Cody said, even though he didn't say anything like totally disrespectful. Um, But looking into that, this going to be some cinema right here. This going to be a movie. This is definitely going to be a movie. And then you can play into next year's main event, WrestleMania 41 with Rock and Roman. Now, the, the path is clear. The path is clear for that. But only time will tell, but the fact that we don't know what's next, maybe this was a blessing in disguise. Maybe that mistake that was made is a blessing in disguise because we really don't know what's going to happen. That You know, at one point or another, before Rock was even in the picture, we knew Cody was going to face Roman eventually and finish his story. We knew that. We were following this man for a year. You know what I mean? We knew the trajectory. We knew the moment he won Royal Roman, who he was going to point at. He was going to point at Roman. But now, we really don't know the results of that. Is Cody really going to win at WrestleMania? And if he don't win at WrestleMania, I'm, I'm actually okay with that. And WWE will damn sure be okay with that because you know why? You already watched WrestleMania. You already paid your money. You already watched the show in its entirety. We already got you. Just be mad. Because, because we all know after WrestleMania, WWE kind of do a soft reset on things. Like they might do a draft later on down the line or they might carry on like a new storyline or, or whatever the case may be. So they're trying to get all their ducks in a row to have WrestleMania kick off the ground the way they want it to get kicked off. They want it to be the biggest thing. They want to they want to sell it to to like the biggest audience possible right because currently right now aw all in currently holds the attendance record for actual people coming in and wwe is set to say break that record so and maybe they're advertising it to that to that degree but we will see but uh next next on the list we are talking about aew big business is quickly quickly approach approaching and listen i don't know you may know or not know because there's been speculations there's been rumors that and you know the dirt sheets and everything else in between but yes mercedes monet has signed with aew if you haven't realized that already mercedes monet is with aew and that is possibly one of the biggest signings for 2024 for tony khan and like I said earlier in the show, Tony Khan needs to sign Scott Demore and give him a job to run that women's locker room because, hey, man, that women's locker room is cooking lately. In 2024, they've been on TV a lot more than it was in 2023. And AEW Big Business is in Boston. Pre-sale. They already sold 5,000 tickets at pre-sale. Pre-sale. Not the actual sale of the tickets, but 5,000 tickets. All because Mercedes Monet may show up. Because Mercedes Monet is from Boston, correct? And if you pay attention to the graphic, it says Boston. So Mercedes Monet will make that appearance. Now, um, obviously, she is a great boost in that women's locker room. Um, <clears throat> you got Chris Statlander up in there. You got Willow Nightingale in there. You got Athena. And honestly, I give a good amount of credit to Athena 
in Ring of Honor because she is the, currently the longest reigning Ring of Honor Women's Champion. And because of the phenomenal matches she has done, the long-term storytelling she's done in Ring of Honor, it, to me, I feel like she carried Ring of Honor on her back. She put everyone on notice, including Tony Khan, because, listen, we got to have more women on TV. Like, we got to have, like, one to two matches, like, per night, like, for Dynamite and Collision. So I'm, I like where this, I like where they're going with it. And I seem like there's a lot of focus into the women's locker room right now. Samoa Joe is the AEW world's women champion. And Sherry Moscow says, I'm so glad she chose AEW. I'm glad too. I'm glad too, because let me, t- <laughs> let me tell you something on Twitter or X, as they call it. I mean, of course, there's tribalism and everything else in between. And people was like, ah, Mercedes Monet going to show up the Royal Rumble. You know, AEW people cope, cope, AEW, da-da-da-da. Mercedes Monet didn't show up that ring, uh, the Royal Rumble. Jordan Grace did. But Mercedes Monet didn't show up the, <laughs> the Royal Rumble. So at that point, you can hear a mouse piss on cotton. You couldn't see him. You, could, you couldn't find him on Twitter. It's like, damn. I was wrong. Yeah. Sometimes you t- you're too loud. Maybe that's what it is. But I am so glad that she's going to AEW because, because that AEW women's locker room is a great locker room. And considering the fact that AEW will offer her the freedom to go do movies and TV. And I think the key word with AEW is freedom. Like you have freedom to go to other promotions and wrestle at other promotions at the behest of Tony Khan. Whereas with WWE, you do not have that said freedom. Like you cannot go to New Japan. You cannot go to CMLL to do a match or two. You can't do a local wrestling show. You can't do none of those things. <clears throat> so with AEW, that, that is the selling point with them is that you have freedom. Now, AEW hasn't been perfect all the way through um, like last year is it had a little bit of a low and they got away from the ranking system and rumor has it that it was seeing punts idea to get rid of that ranking system but the ranking system is back and <clears throat> they're going to a more sports centric um wrestling show whereas your rankings matter so depending on your win loss record you could challenge for these said championships so what that tells me is that when mercedes monet shows up She's going to be wrestling from the bottom. She's not going to get an automatic title shot. Yeah. I mean, I, listen, Sherry says, Scott Namora go to AEW. I beg of you, go to AEW. Because, you know, I, I do love Mercedes Monet. But if you get Scott Namora, that's not your biggest signing. Scott, I mean, I'm sorry. If you get Mercedes Monet, which you do have Mercedes Monet, Mercedes Monet would not be your biggest signing. Scott Namora would be. Because when you get Scott Demore, you get a good chunk of that TNA roster. And and I was Sherry. I know you came in a little bit late to the show. I, w- I this was my idea. Tony Khan hires Scott Demore, have him r- run the women's roster, have him run some of the stuff on the men's roster, but totally run Ring of Honor. Let that be his baby. Since Anthem, you know, since Anthem want to be a dick out here and fight a man that everybody loves. Let him run Ring of Honor too. Like 100% run Ring of Honor. Let that be his new baby. 
And I guarantee you, man. Woo! Woo! So you got you got AEW. I'm just thinking of the possibilities here. You got AEW and Ring of Honor on TV? That's crazy. Wild stuff, man. Scott Demore and Ring of Honor. Tony Khan on AEW. Scott Demore is running the women's division on both Ring of Honor and AEW. Man, man, you talk about cooking. You talk about cooking. Everybody want to come through. And the one person I really want to come to AEW is Jordan Grace. I really, really love Jordan Grace. Like, she's doing her thing out there. She is doing her thing. And people got put on notice when she showed up at the Royal Rumble. They definitely got put on notice with that. And I already know WWE is salivating. They're they are licking their chops. They, they are ready to see Jordan Grace. But wherever Scott Demora goes, I'm almost certain. I'm almost certain that Jordan Grace and Moose and, and, and the majority of the TNA talent are going to follow suit. But I'm very excited about AEW Big Business. I'm even more excited about AEW Revolution, which is Sting's final match, and which is going to be a tag match. And, and, and let me tell you something. <clears throat> I, I have to give credit where credit is due. The way they treated Sting in AEW is the way he should have been treated in WWE. The one thing that he feared by going to WWE after WCW was absorbed is that you know, I'm gonna have to start all the way over, and I'm not willing to do that. I'm not gonna do that. Like, and I think his his fears came true because, hey, you I mean you know you lost at WrestleMania, you got injured against Seth Rollins by accident, by accident, and you didn't end your career like the way you wanted to. But with AEW getting treated so well, and he gets the the send off that he rightfully, truthfully deserved. And I'm, a, and I'm here for it. Man, Sting is my all-time favorite wrestler. My favorite wrestler. I mean, I know <clears throat> there may be better wrestlers out there, but Sting is definitely my favorite wrestler of all time. But you got Okada. Now, there's been some news and rumors circling that Okada is going to sign with AEW. I know he was bouncing back and forth with WWE and AEW. That is another thing, is that AEW is willing to let you stay where you're at. If you want to stay in Japan, stay in Japan. Like Will Ospreay. Let's run the tape. Will Ospreay. Mercedes Monet, possibly, possibly Okada, Jay White, already been signed, six man champion. They're doing some great, great things. And to the people and the trolls that's on on Twitter, just just appreciate wrestling. Just love wrestling. It's okay to love both products. It's okay to love all products. You know what I'm saying? Competition is key. Competition is great. I mean. We had a monopoly for like 20 plus years. And, you know, now that we have options, let's let's enjoy it. But check it. This is our show for tonight for Pro Wrestling Talk Live. Shout out to Sherry, uh, <clears throat> a newest uh, member of the Orange Phoenix Geek Corner. Do not forget to hit that like and subscribe button and a notification bell because we will be that we will be back Thursday night at 7 p.m. for Nerd Talk Live for myself and Boogie Blends to talk about everything of geek culture, some anime news, some video game news, and everything else in between. Speaking of video games, if you are a gamer, you need to get Helldivers 2. That game is the bee's knees, and that's all I'm going to say about that. Monday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, myself and Vivo, anime breakdown, solo leveling, and Ninja Kamui. Tonight, Pro Wrestling Talk 
Live, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern, is Nerd Talk Live with Boogie Blends. You guys, y'all stay blessed. Y'all have a awesome, awesome night. So until next time, peace.